Welcome to the Sobriety Elevated Podcast with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. We are dedicated to strengthening your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Thank you for listening. It is showtime. Today, we have another exciting topic for you. Kevin, what are we going to speak to in this show? We're going to call it the how of recovery. And the how has obviously three letters, H-O-W. And those are honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And I think that those are can definitely be three keys to recovery. I hear honesty, and I often think about people saying, well, they have a problem, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. I, I think uh, I know that in my Celebrate Recovery group, which a lot of times we they say at the beginning, they say, hey, if you think you're here for someone else, we're glad that you're here, but just stick around long enough and you'll realize that there's something that you need to work on as well. Yeah, yeah you're here for you also. Honesty is critical. And to me, there's a difference between authentic honesty and accrual honesty. What do you mean? Explain that. I think sometimes accrual honesty has a cutting edge that cuts you down and it doesn't empower you because Uh, oftentimes people will judge their past and they'll literally cut themselves down in creating a story as opposed to acknowledging and accepting your past, especially as a pathway towards being authentically honest in your recovery. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And you can tell I was looking at some accounting stuff right before this, because when you said cruel honesty, I heard a cruel honesty, you know, like the accounting method. Oh, cruel. So yes. That's why I was confused. But no, <laughs> cruel, cruel honesty. I see what you're saying there. And I, I completely agree. We can be cruel to ourselves. We can be cruel to others as well. And I think one thing when it comes to honesty for me that I think is extremely important is just that initial honesty of like, you know, like I have a problem or, or I can't control this or I need help, whatever that is. That's like the first level of honesty that I think is kind of non-negotiable if you're going to uh, pursue sobriety. Agree with you a hundred percent. And it's funny because admitting you have a problem, it means that there's a behavioral problem. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means that the way life has unfolded there is a behavior that's creating a lifestyle that's not working because addiction is simply a lifestyle. And oftentimes for the addict, it works us into unworkability. It does. And I I actually have some, a couple of new people in sobriety or new people in recovery uh, in the last couple days that I've started to kind of build a little bit of a relationship with and talk to them and hearing them. And early on, I think when you're extremely desperate for change, your honesty gets pretty good. You know, when you know that you have a problem and you start just saying everything and you're like, hey, I'm a mess, you know, you have that gift, gift of desperation. It, it's there. But what I find sometimes happens as we get maybe over like the detox and out of like the first 
30 or 60 or 90 days. Sometimes that honesty, we stop being as honest with ourselves because we think, oh, this little thing isn't that harmless or that little thing isn't that harmless. And at least I'm not drinking or at least I'm not doing this. And so I think the rigorous honesty, which is what one program calls it, has to stay there through and through, like every day, no matter what you have, one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. As soon as that dishonesty starts to come is when I think relapse starts to come. I think the dishonesty and not being, and again, I'm going to say not being cruel with yourself towards yourself in your honesty because addiction, the healing is also a behavior because when you start doing things that have you mentally heal yourself, you begin a path back to this thing called created love. And when you can learn to love yourself again, then your recovery is going to go much deeper. And as it does that, you can be honest with yourself. And it just means there are behaviors to shift. And And the deeper you understand something, the easier it is for our behaviors to shift. This is where like the daily maintenance of, uh, of my life comes in handy because I have to take a real honest look and assessment of my life and, and what I'm doing and where I'm at. This is where like the daily maintenance of, of my program is so important because you have to take an honest assessment every single day on, on what's going on. And again, sometimes, like you said, you don't want to be cruel and like nitpick on your whole every little thing that you do. I mean, that can be like one extreme, but you do want to sit down and say, okay, what what really happened in this situation? Let's be honest with ourselves. And this is why a support group, and we've talked about this countless times, but I don't think it ever gets old. We have to make sure we have people around us that can be honest. And I think this segues right into the open-mindedness next, because if we have people exactly, around that's us- that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, perfect. So we can, we can go into open-mindedness where if you have people around you and you have an open mind and you say things like, hey, you know, give me some feedback or, hey, what do you think about this? I have one guy in particular in my life who's- uh, who's great because I can call him and I don't talk to him that much. Honestly, it's actually someone that I I met in treatment as well. And I just talk to him and I say, Hey, uh, you know, here's what's going through my head. And he's like, dude, that's BS. Like, no, you're, you're, you're trying to justify it in your head. And here's what I think he goes, I could be wrong. And that I love that honesty too. He's like, I could be wrong. I don't know, but he (laughs) gets to really have an honest and open conversation with me. Now, if I wasn't open-minded to hear what he had to say, it could be bad, but, but I'm thankful that part of my recovery is being open. If somebody does say I could be wrong, that means it usually points towards an open mind. And because if people are, if you're so dead set in your beliefs that you do not think you could be wrong, that's a closed mind. The beauty of an open mind, especially in the realm of recovery is I don't care if you have one week, one month, three years, you're in the space of learning and you're in the space of deepening your recovery. And as you deepen your recovery and as your mind opens up, not only can you hear a lot of things, but you can even hear things that may not be correct for you at one point. And then all of a sudden you can hear something a little bit different and it can impact your recovery. 
I have a good story about open-mindedness, Jim, and it's, uh, you know, I'm in treatment. And I remember when I got there, I said, everything I've tried in the past isn't working. So I'm open to try anything and everything. I'll try it. I'll try it all. And so then this guy walks in to oh, a workshop. Uh-oh, you know, it's coming. And he's got this didgeridoo, which is a real thing, which I always make this joke. It's a real thing. It's like this like long piece of wood that you blow into and it makes noise and vibrations and stuff. And he started talking about, you know, breathing and how to use your breathing to calm you and things like that. And it sounded so new agey. It sounded very against, you know, my, my beliefs as a kid. But you know what I said? I, I go, okay, I'm going to try it. And as I tried it and as I, I started to incorporate things like meditation and, and all of these new things because I was open-minded. And here's the thing, though. Now, it, this open-mindedness doesn't go away. Like it Actually, stays- finish, finish the thought. Because you were open-minded, what opened up was your healing. Because if you had stayed in the same closed mind as you went into the recovery center, you may not have been open to actually have your healing and literally have God grant you forgiveness so that you could move deeper into your sobriety. That open-mindedness still goes forward today, you know? And and it's funny, me and Jim are, are we're a lot alike, but we're very different in a lot of ways too. And uh, understatement. So yeah. So it's it's very interesting. And uh people know, you know, I'm a 12 step guy, I'm a Christian. So that that is me and that's part of my identity. And so I don't really like other a lot of these other recovery programs that are out there. Like I don't like them necessarily, but I'm open minded to hear about them and listen to other people talk about them. And and I'm also open minded and and, and open enough to know that they may be working for other people. Doesn't mean that they would have worked for me, but they they're working for other people. So who am I to sit here and be like, that's never, that's ridiculous. That's stupid and all that. And, and so open mindedness is like, it's huge. And, and again, we want to be careful. We don't want to just like accept every little belief and stuff. I'm not saying any of that, but at the same time, we want to learn. And it's, you know, the definition of insanity, keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. If what you've been trying hasn't kept you sober, then let's try something different. Let's be open-minded to new ideas. Yeah. Start with the honesty, and, then have that open-mindedness. And that open-mindedness, you never know what's going to occur the moment you open your mind. You never know. Because the next thing that may occur is a willingness not only to stay sober, but to find the path that will have your recovery be long-lasting. And there is a spiritual teacher that does say that there are a thousand paths to enlightenment, the key becomes you finding your path, staying to that a path, and also being open-minded and being honest about things that are working and not working. You know, I, I had a client that we ended our work, and within two weeks he relapsed, and a few days later we started working again. And it was interesting. He is now more open-minded about what caused the relapse. And it was, in my occurring, it was a small thing, but we didn't deal with it. And now we're dealing with it. Being willing. Kevin, if you take a look at your path, it was your willingness to explore something outside of your comfort zone that created impact that is part of the solution to why almost three years later, you're still sober. 
And that's where the H and the O, honesty and open-mindedness were there. And then the willingness, they kind of all work together. And you just talked about, you know, your client who had relapsed. And I've talked to a lot of people that have relapsed. And, and if a lot of people that have, are listening, you know, maybe are what they call chronic relapsers or they've relapsed a lot. It takes these three things more than ever. It takes honesty to take an honest look at what happened, how it happened, where we are, open-mindedness on, hey, what can I try differently this time? And then the next one, and I think the biggest key is is willingness. And that willingness for me was so deep and, and so like I was willing to try anything. I guess it kind of makes them all work together there in that that statement, but I was willing to to try it. And I also was willing to realize that I didn't and open enough to know that I didn't know everything or really much of anything. I think you knew more than you give yourself credit. You knew enough to come into it with an open mind. And when you come into it with an open mind and a willingness to explore different things, you will find the path that is open to you and that works for you. And at the end of the day, that's what's important is finding your path. Yeah. And being willing to try things outside your comfort zone is important. And, and this doesn't, again, mean like try a bunch of new age or do new religions. I'm not, I'm saying like me, something new was, Hey, find somebody that I'm accountable to and call them every single day. Like I was right. willing to go to, you know, they say, are you willing to go to any length? And for me, you know, my willingness, you know, just talking about Rachel and I, you know, we had a family contract and we put it together. And, and what happened was, is whenever I got out of treatment, uh, I had I I didn't have to. I mean, I agreed to it, and I was willing to do it. You chose do, to, yeah, and I chose to do it because of my willingness and my open mindedness and the honesty. Well, it's funny how those all get in there, but you know, yeah. I did a breathalyzer every single day, three times a day. I went to intensive outpatient. I went to twelve uh, step meetings. I was drug tested twice or three times per week, depending on the week, and so I was willing to do that because I wanted something different in my life. Like I wanted recovery. I wanted sobriety. I wanted my life to get better. And by doing those things, they, they, it, it happened. So it's, it's got to start with honesty, open-mindedness and willingness. But I think that the way that you continue and get into long-term sobriety, like you have Jim and long-term recovery is because we stay in those three principles every single day. And then we're in action around each of those. They don't become a stagnant thing. Well, I got that down. I'm done with that. Now it's time to uh, move forward with something else. You are in action in each days, in each one of those. And when we are in actions, we should call it Hawa. The power of Hawa. I've never That's heard corny. that one. I thought, I thought I've heard all your corny stuff, but that, but I, apparently I haven't. <laughs> I hit corny at a new level today, okay? <laughs> I, hey, I like it. I, you know, to, to recap, you know, the, the how of recovery, and this is, this is, I think, used across a lot of different uh, sobriety methods and programs and recovery programs, but honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And, you know, if you're like me and like I was, I think inactive addiction, those, if we flip the coin, I was never honest. I was always a liar and dishonest. I was never open-minded because I was scared of something new or change because then it may expose me and then I'd have to be honest. Uh, and then willingness. I was never willing to do anything because I thought I knew everything. So for me, that's like when I'm out of recovery, their pre-recovery in my life and active in addiction, I was the opposite of these three things. So I just would challenge anyone out there to take a look at your life. And if you're being, you know, are you being honest? Are you being open-minded? Are you willing to do things? 
to get healthy and stay sober and get into recovery. And that's a really good bar to kind of judge where you're at in your life right now. Put your ego aside and literally create an authentic look at yourself. Because oftentimes when we get our ego involved, we become very egoic. And that is not what you are speaking to. You are speaking of an authentic look at yourself. Yeah, humility in all of this is like one of the keys. And that's why I have a coach like Jim and I have other people that are accountable in my life. Because when I start to switch from like being who I am, my authentic self is I'll switch to kind of the ego driven uh, Kevin. And that's not a Kevin that I like because that's he's he's blown a lot of things up in his life. And it's important to have those people around you. But it's also important for me every day to be able to say, honestly, hey, look at my day. Where was I ego driven? Because there's still times it happens. And then talk to my coach and talk to my other my circle of people, my my advisors, if I, I will call them or whatnot, and uh, accountability and, and people around me. And, and so I, I love this. I think this was a, a, a great topic, Jim. I just, I think everybody, we're pretty excited. And then just to close out, remember the how of recovery, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Those three are how you're going to find recovery and sobriety. Beautifully stated. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sobriety Elevated Podcast. Please like us, rate us, share us with your friends and family. By doing that, you make the difference. The more people that listen to this, the more we impact the recovery around the world. Thank you and create an incredible day.